Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part four in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. When seeking clarity, it's not about what you understand. It's making sure that they understand what you're saying. And the only way you can do that is by asking questions to make sure that you're it's like, this is what I heard you say. So it's, it works both ways. So if there is a conflict, it's like, this is what I hear, heard you say. Say it back to them. And if, like, literally, use your, use your words, say it back to them. If it, and if they agree, so is that true? Is that what you said? Then they can say yes or no. And it works both ways. Like, I heard, like, what did you hear me say? So it's kind of like, it's like showing this mutual respect for each other in that conflict, even though you don't agree or like each other very much, and you may not agree or like each other very much in the moment, but still seeking that mutual respect. Yeah. So addressing conflict can provide opportunity for clarity, compassion. And I think it also provides an opportunity for resolution. Now, when I say that I'm talking about, you know, it could be resolved. The conflict, it provides an opportunity to be resolved. Like, again, going back to like, we, we were joking earlier, like hope isn't a plan. Like if, if there's a conflict and I'm just hoping it resolves, like that's not, it's not just going to happen. But if I were to, if I were to engage in the conversation and press into the conflict, there is an opportunity for resolution. Now that's not to say every time there's a conflict and I engage in the conversation or I engage it, it's going to be resolved. Surely that's not true. Anyone listening will know that's, that's not guaranteed, but. I would argue that it's pretty much, it's almost guaranteed if I don't do anything. And so that's why I'm saying, I think there's an opportunity for resolution. If I engage in the conflict, if I, if I pursue that conversation, if I try, if I care about that person enough, enough to try, there's opportunity for resolution. There's opportunity for, for it to be, you know, for it to be resolved for us to be able to, Maybe we're not going to be best friends at the end of it. Maybe, you know, sometimes the best thing we can hope for is to agree to disagree. But at least, at least both parties understand where each other's coming from. Um, there's clarity. And then there's an opportunity to say, okay, like this is done. This is, this has been resolved and we can move on. Yeah. And, and also the resolution doesn't mean it's something like that. It's, I think what I'm hearing you say is, a resolution to a conflict at the end isn't isn't often going to be the resolution that you want, but you're along the path a little bit more. You're a little bit more aware of more you're more aware of the information that's that's out there, what's true. And so you're able to see it's like, is it as bad as I think it is, or is it better? Do we make headway? Do we do we realize this is a much bigger issue than I originally thought? So I need to address it differently. So again, that's getting clarity, allowing me to be more hopefully compassionate towards this person uh, if we realize like i understand more that this is a big deal um and i think what's really i think difficult um because I, I i'm coming back to the the idea of how do you have a conflict with somebody who has a behavior that is gonna that is gonna hurt them especially like someone who is an active addiction um, how does a family member or someone who care for them have a conflict with this person when they're typically the re resolution is, well, they just go away. They disappear for a while. So like, how do I compassionately do that? Um, 
by giving clear, like, so if, if it's a, I guess if we're just like saying, how do you have conflict with somebody who's trapped in addiction? Wes, how do you see that going with these three things? How, how are we going to get clarity, compassion, and resolution in that situation? How do you see that playing out? So restate the question. Like, so we're talking about how do we, yeah, go ahead. If, if, if we're going to apply this in a real world situation, we have like the interpersonal stuff, like between people to people. And I think those who are listening to this, the guys in the refuge are, and their families, how do we use this conflict in a very real life example of I'm, a, I'm like, I'm talking to you about your addiction. How do I have that conflict? Because that's, that's a conflict right there. I don't want to have this conversation, but I need to. Yeah, I think, I think um, you know, one of the first things that come to my mind is obviously um, the, these, man, we can't, we can't oversimplify these situations. Because these are, these are hard conversations um, because we're, they're often with people we care deeply about. And because of that, our emotions are activated to the, to the nth degree. So we're coming in, you know, we're coming in heavy, we're coming in um, raw. And I think we have to first acknowledge that, like we have to first realize that. And I don't know about you, Austin, but when I'm raw, when I'm, when I'm charged, like less is more, I think like I probably need to listen more than I speak. I need to be slow to speak. So that's first. But I think, I think I do have to tell the truth. Mm. I have to say the truth. And so when I'm going to engage in this, that you're talking about with a loved one or with, you know, to put it in the context specifically of addiction, um, engaging in that conversation, um, really with with a heart of i want i want clarity i want to see clarity means like like all the stuff that was ambiguous all the stuff that was in in gray all the stuff that was unsure it becomes known mm. and that and clarity can only happen then if if we speak it, like we speak directly to the things that we are unclear about and oftentimes, I think in these situations, especially with family members and with clo- close people, we dance around <laughs> the issue. Yeah. Um, because a lot of us are avoidant or because we might be ambivalent, like we feel like we need this other person. Yeah. We don't want to lose that other person. Yes. That will just dance around it because um, c- we don't want to lose them. But that doesn't. I just, I can't help but believe that that doesn't get us where we want to get to. So we have to say what's not being said. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part five on our conversation. We'll see you then.